Richard Grail from Speed Week joins us on Inside Motorsport this weekend. It's a big weekend to start off two championships at Clipsal 500. It is going to be an, an interesting kickoff for both these two divisions for very different reasons. Yeah, well, look, you, you can't think of a better way to start the season than the Clipsal 500, can you? And I know I'm biased, being an Adelaidean and all, but it's such a fantastic event and it's so big. There's so many people there and there's so much media coverage and there's just lots of everything that goes with it. So, yeah, look, it's, it's a remarkable event and can't think of a better way to start the year. And it's, it's a tradition now, isn't it? It's been happening for 11 years that this has been the first event on the calendar and the first real um, real event to get yourself back into the sport for another big year of racing. So, well, really looking forward to it. And more so than many other seasons in the V8 Supercars, we're seeing so many changes to the category, which will culminate in uh, the biggest event of the year, having more variables than you can possibly poke a stick at. Yeah, and probably more variables than ever before, you know, introduced in, the, in an off-season of V8 racing, and that's, that's a big thing. So, you know, there's, there's going to be so many things. The new qualifying format, how's that going to play a role at, um, at, at, during the, the two races? You know, will qualifying, you know, 23rd for both races going to hurt you? I don't think it will so much Eclipsal because you can pass and there's so much attrition. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out if a, a Garth Tander, for example, gets stuck down the back of the field. Um, you know, how is the, the new fuel, the E85 ethanol, going to... Um, going to change the way they go racing. They've said the strategies are going to be tighter. There's going to be more risk that they're going to run them out of fuel. So who knows? We could be uh, getting to the last stop on Sunday for the Clipsal 500 and whoever's leading could be coasting around a pit lane and run himself out of fuel and costing the race. So, you know, there's so many variables up for grabs, not to mention a heap of new sort of driver and team combinations, new teams coming into the sport, uh, older drivers with older teams, you know, Courtney with DJR or Will Davison with HRT, you know, so many great new combinations. And I think if you were a betting man, you'd go and put a dollar on everyone. And one way or another, you're going to get rich because I'm pretty certain something unpredictable is going to happen. What do you think has been the most successful switch over the seas, over the off-season for V8 supercar drivers? Um, oh, as far as team and driver switches go, I don't think you can go past uh, Car 22, Will Davis and the Holden Racing Team. This is a team that's that's copped a lot in the last few years. They've, they've been ridiculed by people for not being the kind of performers that they once were, perhaps. Um, you know, the Holden fans have said, well, how, how come they're not winning and how come the, the dealer team's winning or what have you? Um, I think they conveniently forget that Garth Tanders finished first and second in the championship in the last few years or first and third. But, um, you know, I, I think they're going to be on the rebound this year. They're going to be looking for a really strong year. Will Davison's one of the great talents in Australian motorsport right now. Um, and I think that gives that team the strongest driver lineup combined out of anybody. So, you know, they're going to be really strong. But, but Courtney at Dick Johnson Racing, keeping in mind that this is basically a triple eight car, um, you know, he's going to be so, so fast. So, like I said, Craig, it's just so open, isn't it? I mean, winners could come from anywhere. You, you know, guys like BJR, second year in a Walkinshaw car, you know, what, what can, can Jason Richards do in the BOC racing? You know, he'll be up for a big one. Have Tasman Motorsport fixed their dramas over the last few years? And will Greg Murphy be quick? Um, you know, Gary Rogers Motorsport, they've been hovering around the top 10 for two years now. And is this Lee Holdsworth big year? You know, what, where do the questions end? There's so many to ask. We, we talk about upstarts beating their lead driver. This year's dynamic, the number one car being 
driven by Jamie Winkup, not Craig Lowndes. I, I can't get past that one because uh, if ever there's going to be a Craig Lowndes with some mongrel in him, it will be to try and get a championship. Now his teammates beat him to the punch. Yeah, and, and that's one of the most exciting things for me about this year is, is will we see a return to the front for Craig Lowndes? There's no doubt that he's still got speed. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And there's no doubt that he's probably the most consistent driver in the field now. Um, and, yeah, is he going to be able to get one up on his younger teammate, the guy that's sort of taken all the limelight out of um, out of his wind and out of his sails, I guess, in the last few years? So that's that's going to be a fascinating story. And for me, if Craig Lowndes is winning, the sport is healthy because he's the most popular driver out there. He's got a huge fan base. And if Craig Lowndes is winning races, well, then everybody wins, I think. So... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what he can do this year. Have you got a tip for us? Uh, look, I do. I think Garth Tander's going to win, only because, like my points before about um, Holden Racing Team trying to bounce back and, and will bounce back. They were fast in testing, even though they weren't going for outright lap times. I, I just think that, that it's so hard to go past Garth Tander. He's, he's still, I think, the fastest driver in the field. And um, with, with HRT looking to bounce back, after a challenging season with a, a very strong new teammate to push him further forward, you're going to have a very, very good uh, good Garth Tander this year. Well, turning our attention now to the Premier Open Wheel category in the country, Formula 3, and the Gold Star kicks off this weekend. And whilst you've been having some great announcements of sponsorship deals in the build-up, it was a little bit disappointing to see the financial collapse for a second year in a row affect the start of the Formula 3 season. Yeah, look, unfortunately, the, the Japanese driver that you and I spoke about a few weeks ago, Shohanawa, uh, won't make it to Clipsal. Uh, his management company went insolvent just last week, last Friday, um, which meant that the funds that, that they had ready to go into uh, to funding show at, at the Clipsal 500 have disappeared. Um, so no money, no, um, no racing. So unfortunately, he won't make the grid. They're working really hard with Team Goddard to try and get for round two, which is at Wakefield Park at the end of... Um, end of April, so they've got just over a month. They've got five weeks to get things sorted there. So that's a positive, the fact that the team's committed to the series. They're keen to race. They want to be here, and so does, um, so does show uh, is a really, really great thing and a, a great sign of commitment for Formula 3 in Australia. So, I mean, look, we're under no illusions that it's going to be a tough year, Craig. The, the, the financial crisis has hurt everybody. Some are feeling it now. Some are going to feel it next year or towards the end of this year. Um, and, and you only have to look at the fact that Carrera Cup's gone, that uh, the Fujitsu Series may may have 20 cars this year. No one really knows who's lining up there. Um, you know, a couple of series have really been hit, and, and Formula 3 is no exception. But where um, the, the series has a plan to evolve and to grow over the next two years to get through this, and they're financially very secure. So, um, yeah, look, I, I think uh, whilst the field might be a bit smaller this year, the racing certainly going to be very, very good, and, and the category is going to be around for a long time to go. Mm. Now, Tander Sport has made some interesting decisions in the off-season, and it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Yeah, well, obviously, Leanne stepping out of the seat this year is, is a big decision, and uh, I think it's paid off because she's got the V8 supercar drive with Wilson Security Racing, who, by the way, are another combination that could be unbelievably good this season with uh, Fabian Coulthard in his second year. Um, so, you know, obviously that's paid off for Leanne, but, but Tander Sport have got uh, young Ben Crichton, a Kiwi driver. We all know how fast they can be uh, driving with them this year. He's going to be a championship contender, there's no doubt. He's in the same car Leanne drove last year. Garth Tander's doing the engineering like he did last year. So, very strong operation. They've got some, some people to beat, though, I can tell you. Um, 
the, the English driver, Joey Foster, driving for BRM this year is um, sort of shades of Ben Klukas. You might remember two or three years ago now, he came over and, and won just about everything. And Joey is just hugely rated. He's, um, he's won many an F3 race in Europe. He's, he's raced at Le Mans in sports cars. He did the Le Mans Endurance Series uh, in Europe last year. So, you know, he's going to be very hard to beat. And announced today, Craig, uh, you know, returning to the championship after his 2007 title win is Tim Macro. So he's back for the full year with Scud Racing. So, you know, you, we wanted to beat the Poms. We couldn't think of a better candidate, I don't think, to put in a car than uh, a former champion and a very good one at that. Yes, he is a great competitor and a great young driver as well. And when you consider all the uh, troubles that he had throughout throughout uh, his racing career, just getting the funding to go on and win the championship that year was a remarkable feat. Yeah, it was. You remember it. It was one of the most dramatic championships on record as well. You know, he started the final race. He was third in the championship going into the final race of the year. He was fourth on the grid. He made a brilliant start, got into the lead, and then spent 20 laps of Oran Park, which is hard work in an F3 car, holding off Leanne Tander and, and Charlie Hollings, British driver, to win the championship by two points in the end. So it was just a remarkable, remarkable win, and, and he's pretty keen to do some more of that this year. And He's going to have a fight, I can tell you what, because it'll be very, very competitive indeed. One word, who's going to win the Formula 3 at Clipsal 500? It's wide open because uh, Ben Crichton hasn't been there. Joey Foster hasn't been there. Tim Macro has actually never raced there before. The guy I think is going to win at Clipsal is Matt Sophie. Well, Richard, always a pleasure to catch up with you. Yeah, thanks, Craig. Pleasure as always. It's going to be a huge weekend, and if you're listening in Adelaide, make sure you get out to it. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.